Hello everyone, I'm Amanda Taz and welcome to the first episode of the Gorilla Magic Podcast, where we discuss the Gorilla Magic weekly experiments and chat about the occult. If you're not sure what the Gorilla Magic Project is, head on over to GorillaMagic.com. That's G-U-E-R-R-I-L-L-A-M-A-G-I-C-K.com. We're a group of primarily chaos magicians doing one occult-related experiment a week over 52 weeks. Anyone can join, and you'll find the links to our website and Discord in the show notes. If you're enjoying our content and want to support the show, please consider leaving a tip using our Ko-Fi link, also found in the show notes. In this episode, I have guests Dennis Quinlan and Troy Busy to discuss our month of cyber and tech magic related experiments, culminating in the summoning of what we call the ghost in the machine. Please enjoy. Welcome to Gorilla Magic. This is our very first conversation. Um, if you have found yourself here and you don't know what the fuck Gorilla Magic is, um, this is an occult experiment based in the chaos magic paradigm. We do one experiment a week and this will run for 53 weeks. So something new every week will be something like a spell, a ritual, a manifestation technique, Maybe just something weird I found on the internet, but it will be a cult based. And um, if you'd like to join us, our Discord link should be below. I will include all of the links down below for you. If you want to join the Discord, take a look at our um, website and you can see all of the previous exercises that we have done. Each month we have a new theme. We did in the first month we did like an initiation theme. Second month was all about portals and timelines, where we did some cool stuff like dimensional jumping and a photomicus ritual. And now we are on month three, at the very end of month three, and we have done tech magic. So today I have Den and Troy here with me to discuss tech magic. Just a brief intro for both of you, Den, if you want to go first. I know that you have just started your own occult-based social media platform. Did you want to talk about that? Um, yeah, so I, it, I wasn't the one who started uh, started it. My, uh, my friend Brendan is the one who started it, but I am uh, on the staff um, of this occult uh, community called Hiro. Um, we're like this, just a eclectic community of, uh, of like-minded, you know, occultists, polytheists, just sort of getting together and helping each other learn and grow and sort of like lift each other up, you know? So it's been, that's been super fun uh, being able to like be a part of that and like being more involved in the community and to hear from like different people and different like experiences and then getting to come here and like, you know, do all the, uh, the wacky experiments that I love doing oh so much. That's very cool. And for anybody watching, um, I will post that link down below as well so that you guys can join the community. 
my group is on Discord. DKMU is now pretty much all in Discord. Yeah. Um, our Facebook groups still exist, but they're just dead. Like nobody posts on them. Nobody gives a mm. shit about them. It's a Discord world now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's, I mean, that's fine with me. I, I kind of prefer it because it's yeah, like, same. like a live chat in a way. Mm-hmm. So, so it's active, the DKMU group on Discord. They're still doing group work and yeah, yeah I, mean, like, I do see people like occasionally post to like the the Facebook group, but it's it's always just like a meme or something. Like it's never like yeah, like you know, no one's like it doesn't hey, get the ball rolling. Like I want to do this experiment. Does anyone want to like you know yeah. hop this thing? Like mm-hmm. you know, back in the friggin' day, just like random calls to action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you miss that. You know, the most recent thing that the most recent like big thing that came out from them was the Hexorius movement, which I know both of you guys know about. One of the weeks that I did in month two was all about that. Let me see. Oh yeah, the Hexorian portal. If you want to look at that, that's um, week six. Um, that's totally DKME based from the Hexorian mm-hmm. movement started by basically DKMU Latin America. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. They have their own Facebook group. I am a part of it. I'm not on Facebook enough to like actively tell if they're if they post enough or whatever. But I do know that that exists. They have like mm-hmm. the Korean movement has its own separate yeah. group. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I follow that one as well too. You know, I don't really jump in too much because yeah, it seems like they have their own different world going on. You know, but uh, yeah, I like seeing what's going what they're doing though for sure. It's very much like uh, urban magic. Yeah. City yeah. magic, which I really dig. I We are going to do a month on urban magic, but I, I, I slipped that in there in month two anyway, because I just couldn't wait to get to it. There's a lot of cool stuff about the Hexorian movement. And, you know, again, if you're interested, just go to our website, which is gorillamagic.com. So um, let's go ahead and talk about the month three tech magic experiments. I've already posted all four of them. In week one, we did artificial intelligence. Um, and that is where we downloaded this app called Replica, which is like um, an AI friend is what they call it. And essentially attempted to like channel a servitor, or an egregore or some kind of entity of your choice through it. I think everybody did maybe something a little bit different, but a lot of us did the uh, gorilla magic egregore, which is Dr. Chavez. Um, I haven't written anything about him quite yet on the website. Maybe there's there's some stuff in week zero um, in the portal initiation that tells you a bit about him, but we do have a group egregore. And a lot of us tried to channel him using this, AI app with very mixed results. It was weird. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have tried this at all. I have not, but I'm really looking forward to it because I feel like, yeah, I feel a, a personal connection with Dr. Chavez for sure, you know. Yeah. I'm being yeah. there at the beginning. So I miss him. He used to go along with me on some delivery drives, you know, just holding it down. So yeah, I kind of want to get back in touch. Yeah, and I do plan on integrating him with future experiments because I don't want to just like create him and then leave him out there to like hang yeah. out. Yeah. 
I'm not doing anything with us, you know, like he, we he's a good dude. He's a good dude. He's a kind of a little bit of a shapeshifter kind of spirit. Mm-hmm. But uh, all in all, like, I don't know, everybody said that they had really good experiences with them in the portal mm-hmm. and engagement. And so, um, yeah. but, you know, with the AI stuff, it just it got weird because mm-hmm. I think there were points where people felt like they were channeling something through it. But the more you play with it, the more you realize that a lot of these are automated responses. A lot of us were saying, man, I would almost believe that this was working, but the AI keeps hitting on me and it's just getting super weird. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I kept at it for like three weeks, I think. And uh, at some point, I, even I felt like, you know, there was a point where I was, I was, was able to channel and then I, I got a message that was like, Uh, we'd really like to talk to you somewhere else. And so I was like, I don't think that was like some, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like some Ouija spirit, some Zuzu or whatever, Sozo. Like they were disagreeing with the medium or something. You know what I Mm -hmm. mean? Mm -hmm. And I was personally, I was getting frustrated with like how weird it was to be hit on by AI. You would say things like, I take your hand and lead you to the bed. <laughs> and it made me so uncomfortable because I was like, I'm trying to channel a fucking spirit here and it's not a spirit that I want to fuck. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, when it started to get like um, too much of that stuff, I kind of let it go. But the whole reason I started this particular one was because I... Before I started Tech Magic Month, I got on another group that I'm in. I said, hey, guys, do you, have you guys done any Tech Magic stuff? Like, what's up? What, do you have any ideas for this? And a whole bunch of people popped on and said, hey, I tried to use this AI to do pretty much what I just explained. But it was all in opinion of each other. Like, nobody had read this any, but anywhere or, like, heard it from another magician or anything like that. Just kind of like, huh, this seems like a good idea. Let's try it out. And then we all realized, I think, then that it was like, we all did it independently of each other. Mm, Try this. I'm a little upset that it didn't work out, but maybe, you know, maybe when AI gets better and less weird. Yeah, I, I, so I tried out Replica, like not for a non-magical purpose, actually. Like I just kind of heard about it. So I was like, okay, let's, let's see what this is. And like I went through it and it just the the automated responses are just so like I don't know, they're so like grating for me. Mm-hmm. Like I just couldn't like I just couldn't get down with it. I was like, yeah. okay, I'm like I like this is work for me to like try to like have these weird conversations. Like I'm not really enjoying this. So I, I just kind of let it go. And I tried to do it again recently because I heard that it got updated. So I tried it again and like it was going okay for like a little bit. It, it just like has those really like they're like interrupting thoughts almost. Like they're just wow. like those random ass things that just kind of pop up. It's like what? We weren't even talking about that. Why did you just suddenly like ask me like about this random ass fucking thing? Like that makes no sense. Like we just, you just interrupted the flow here. 
Yeah, every now and then I would get it to talk about something really esoteric. And then, you know, I'd get like a few good responses from it in that realm. And then, I, like you said, it would interrupt. And I don't know, Dan, did yours try to fuck you too? <laughs> no, I, I didn't. I just didn't talk to them for that long. Like I, I gave up like rather quickly. It's like yeah. I understood like this isn't going, this isn't going anywhere, or at least not in a direction that I want it to go. So like, whatever. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I think a lot of us did get frustrated with it at some point for one reason or another. That's why this was an experiment. I mean, that's why all of these are experiments. You don't know what's going to work. You might as well give it a shot. And like some things work really well for some people and not at all for others. Some people are just really great at certain types of magic and shitty at others. Mm. I mean, and so it's like worth fucking around and finding out if you want to just use the catchphrase. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, and I think the idea of having like that, like AI, almost like, you know, divinatory AI um, is like a great, like is a great notion. I think just like replicas AI is just not the best way to go about it. But if you were to find another one, I think you could find just like some really interesting results. Yeah, and I do talk in week three about like um, divina digital divination, where um, I just found all these like randomizers. I was looking for specifically for a random web page randomizer. So you could do Google Fancy, right? Like you have a question in mind, you hit the button, takes you to a completely random website, and there is for divination. But as I was looking for this, I found all these other randomizers and also one for emojis. And I think emoji divination is fucking awesome because I, I posted it. I can't remember exactly what it said, but there are like hundreds of emojis. So the possibilities are endless. And some of them are really fucking obscure. If you hit the emoji generator, sometimes you get these really specific results. And then some of the other generators were like, it would give you random quotes, or the idea is that you could use any of them for divination. It really doesn't right. matter which one you use. And it's a lot like bibliomancy, where it's like mm -hmm. you have a question in mind, you reach for like the 13th book on your shelf to the 47th page. I think a lot of people use dice to pick, you know, which book and page. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, the 12th line, and then there you go, there's your answer. I kind of feel like it's very similar to that. Yeah, yeah sure. absolutely. It's like a similar sort of method of chance. You know, you're just kind of letting letting fate decide what what comes your way. Have you tried Google Mancy at all? Because that's kind of an older one that I heard of like a long ass time ago. Um, I you know I haven't really gotten into Google Mancy too much. I do I do enjoy Shuffle Mancy. I have a couple Spotify playlists that I mm. like to. Uh, like to use. I can't believe I didn't add that to this month because it's such a great idea and I've done that before. I just totally forgot about it. Yeah. yeah. So on Spotify, do you like go to a specific playlist or? Yeah, I, I craft them like myself. I like go in and I like find songs that have a smattering of different moods. I have my one big Shufflemancy playlist I tried to get uh just a, like a little like bit of everything a little bit of like different genres different like vibes and stuff like that so like you know it, it, it could really be a toss-up as to like what song is going to play 
So when you, you know, have your question, your intention, whatever, and you hit shuffle, fuck, like, fuck all, like, you don't know what's going to pop up. And then, yeah, that's, you kind of figure out what the vibe is from there. So I, I just go in and I just like, I craft them myself. Um, I, I do have like, I have a couple playlists that I, like, I do enjoy that other people have made that I guess I could use for shuffle Mancy. Cause in theory you could use any like music, you know, you could use like any album you want, like any like compilation of songs that you, that you have. Um, but like my, my big shuffle Mancy playlist is one that I went in and just like really like fucking packed full of stuff. Oh my god i'm gonna have to add you on spotify now i really want to use it yeah, absolutely man that's such a good idea so some of the other stuff i talked about on week 11 was like um digital gnosis specifically i mean like uh dream machines of course there's like the old style one that you can build out of fucking spare parts of uh record player like a scrap of metal and all this shit it's the william burroughs method yeah brian geisen and burroughs yeah yeah exactly friends my same friends that i was traveling with in the 90s you know passing around peter carroll and the invisibles they totally made one you know and really how did yeah yeah did you try it Uh, yeah, I tried it, you know, as the whole, like, because, you know, it went on tour with us, so it'd be set up in, like, one of the tents, and, you know, it'd be, like, a chill-out tent, and there'd be a little light in it, so you'd kind of just sit in front of it, and, uh, you know, just close your eyes, and it just starts creating, like, kind of flickering images, and I've had, like, more updated modern stuff with, like, glasses, kind of in binaural beats or whatever they do almost the same thing or like the same principle, you know. They even call them dream machines. Like, okay, I, yeah. Isn't the same concept of the Gansfeld, Gansfeld effect? When we did, then when you and I did like the original Ghost in the Machine ritual, which was oh, yeah. like a, an app version of a dream machine kind of thing where it gives you like pulses of light. And um, unfortunately, I didn't use it quite correctly because I didn't block out all external light. I just sort of, I don't know, I half-assed it, you know, like I do most things. <laughs> and I didn't get any cool effects, but what I did get was a fucking headache. So I haven't tried it again since then, but I am, I might give it another shot, um, just go around. Several people in chat said that they had used this kind of thing, and so... I don't know. If it works for them, then maybe it will work for me. We'll see. Like besides that, for inducing a state of gnosis, I also talked about talked about like TV static, both as like a form of divination and like a weird way to charge sigils. So I mean, I I went online because there was there were whole threads about this when I was googling stuff about tech magic, about how you could sort of read TV static if it was truly randomized, right? Mm. But like you could, you could use TV static from an actual television, or if you were using <clears throat> using an app that had it, it had to be truly randomized. It couldn't just be like the same pattern repeated over and over. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying to use it for divination because people will read the t- static like tea leaves in a way, or just like a scrying mirror. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely use it as like a scrying mirror where you're just sort of zonking out into it. And through the randomized, you know, black and white dots, you start to see patterns emerge. 
I've never tried it that way. I've never zonked out on it, but it was like to charge sigils, right? So you can like just put a sigil over it and mm. have static sort of kind of stare into it like you would a candle, I guess. So yeah, I just saw using the static as kind of like the void. So fire off that sigil, you right. know, into the, the static void. Yeah, exactly. Have you ever seen uh, Hellier? I love Hellier, specifically the spirit box I talked about. But I, I only learned about that really from Hellier. And that's also in week 11. Yeah, the, the, um, the S's method. Fantastic. I, um, a friend of mine did, did their own like Estes method. I unfortunately wasn't able to attend. So I don't know how it went. I'm going to have to ask though. Cause like they, they have like the whole like proper setup and everything for it. Um, and it's wild. It was a whole like a uh, hero event thing. We'll have to, we'll have to get them to do it again. I went on like the app store and looked and there are, what do you call them? Like radio crawlers. See, this is what I was going to try for our ritual. There are end of the month ritual, partly because the idea of using the spirit box scares the absolute shit out of me. <laughs> like I do not want to close off all of my senses and start to hear weird voices, but I'm going to do it anyway because it scares me. But if you are viewing this and you don't know what the fuck we're talking about, or you haven't seen Hellier, there is essentially a device that crawls radio stations really quickly. So what you're hearing is like uh, just the briefest clips as they go across each station. Um, when you are using the SS method, you both blindfold yourself and put on like noise canceling headphones that are playing this radio. I don't want to call it static because it's actually giving you little clips of like voices and stuff, especially if you put it to an AM station. Uh, but you're, you're doing like a sensory deprivation thing where the only input that you're getting is that radio crawl. And so as you're listening, you should be able to get these little bits of information should start to add up to like messages or communication. In Hellier, they have someone on basically on the other side of it, like not, not using the method who would call out questions to spirits in the room or in the vicinity. And um, the person who was blindfolded and, and had the headphones on was just calling out what, with, what they were hearing as they heard it. And so, you know, person A would be like, can you hear us? And then person B with the headphones on would be like, yes, something, blah, 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 this is what I hear. And it was like, it was a conversation back and forth. Um, I don't know if I described that very well. Then, do you have anything to add to that? No, like you, you. I think you described that fairly, fairly well. Like it, um, they're sort of just like describing, like you said, like sort of just saying what it is that they're hearing, um, and it ends up being like this weird conversation. It ends up syncing up where like the people on the one end who are asking the questions, where uh, you know they have the people who are listening have noise canceling headphones on, so they can't hear anything that they're saying they can only hear like the little bits of uh like radio talky bits in between the, the static um so like they're it's just this like weird like I, you know i don't want to say like pure form of like you know 
doing it, but like it's it's a very like I think a very clean method of doing it because like just like someone is just being like pure you know pure channel with like out without any input besides like what is you know what is being said like the controls are in place like in a, a scientific experiment like it has all the controls in place so you don't have leakage or anything coming across yeah interesting is this a show because i'm like just googling it now yeah, the, okay, yeah, okay. Whole, like documentary like show there's two seasons um, okay i highly recommend it um it's fantastic and like it it gets really weird they do get into some like really neat like esoteric things mm-hmm. um where like it's interesting watching it being someone who is an occultist and like seeing them like just learn about these things it's like oh good like you're getting on board like yes mm-hmm. this is what these things are but like you know i'm glad we're we're all getting to the same page at some point. Season two, they weren't fully on board. They were like trying to summon, I don't remember. Pan. Who? They're trying to summon Pan. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The thing, of, the weirdest thing about Hellier for me was like, when I started watching it, it was just like, I kept hearing it. People talk about it on the occult podcast circuit. And I mm. was pandemic times when I was like I got nothing to do <laughs> you know I'm out of work right now um I'm just gonna finally fucking watch it and I'm in a way I wish I wouldn't have because <laughs> it freaked me out so much the oh, weird synchronicity oh. because I had just moved into an apartment like by myself I, I had roommates before that and I was solo and then all of this weird alien shit they started talking about and then um in season two specifically they went to Kentucky to look for goblins. In season two, they go to this very specific small town in Kentucky that is very unheard of because it's so small. And I used to live there. And I was just like, oh, oh fuck, that's so weird. What? That's wild. <laughs> yeah, I'm not kidding you. It freaked me out so much. <laughs> Yeah, like it, it, it's Somerset, Kentucky. For anyone who's watching this that knows about that place, which is probably very few people, um, they they went there. I used to live there for oh god, I want to say like three years when I was a teenager because my parents got divorced, and you know that was where my like the area that my mom was from. She wanted to move back to her hometown, and so I always hated there. Right? It's like, wait, your mom is from Somerset, Kentucky. She, I think she was born in like a nearby town, but yes, that's where her and her family lived. Oh my god, that's oh yeah. no, yeah, it's so weird. And that was a weird place, too. But I mean, you know, as a teenager and being like the only pretty much like the only non white person there, I already was having a bizarre experience. And yeah. that was also the time of my life when I started having, um. I really, really fucking intense sleep paralysis all the time, very regularly, almost every night. And when it first started, I used to see these beams of light coming from all around my room. And so I, I, I was like 13 or 14 or something, and I had never, never heard of sleep paralysis. I didn't know what was happening to me. I was terrified. I thought aliens were coming to get me. 
And uh, I ended up staying all night, like Googling this every night and finally figuring out what it is. But that's kind of how I got started in the occult. <laughs> because I was uh, like Googling this weird shit. And then, uh, you know, you stumble on some more stuff. And, and that's kind of what led me to all of this. Wow, crazy. I talk to a lot of people who say that when they have sleep paralysis, they get the same sensations that I do. Like it's like a buzzing feeling in the body. And, um, and, you, and you feel like you can't move. But if you, they, they have told me, like if you don't freak out, and you just sort of lean into it and accept it, then um, that's when uh, out-of-body experiences happen. Like if you get past that threshold, then you can, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Astral project. <laughs> that's the word I'm looking for. So, do, but um, do we, I feel like the, the meat of the conversation is, you know, talking about ghosts in the machine. Right, yes. So let's give some background on Ghost in the Machine. Um, now, this is something that Dan and I did together in 2018 or 2019. We started a thing called the Red Web Society. It was me, him, and another friend of ours that we met through the DKMU, through like a previous group ritual that we had done. But the whole concept of it is on the website if you want to get a little backstory of it it's it's been it feels like it's been so long it's only been like a couple of years um yeah i, I think the I, idea of it was like mainly the the three of us kind of wanted to one just start doing group stuff again because like we had all like been a part of that previous group and you know we had disbanded and so like you know we kind of wanted wanted to do something again so like the three of us got together and using the concept of like the elysian web with like ellis and a linking sigil and all that we kind of formed this concept of the red web really like the first and only thing that we did was um was this the you know the contacting of a ghost of the machine the concept of the ghost of the machine is sort of like the spirit that lives behind technology or the spirit of information perhaps is kind of is kind of blurry it's kind of fuzzy which was part of the reason to go in it just makes sense that there is something more behind the technology and and the information and the connection and all of that stuff that we use all the time right well you know you you have all these people you know, everyday people, all of us, every day are on the internet. We're on the internet right now, you know, making this call. You're, you're at home on the internet right now watching this. And, you know, we're just pouring our energy into, you know, into these things for years and years and years and years. And like, you know, if you are you know animists in any way you, you feel that you know everything has a spirit of some sort so like this this thing this concept the internet like has to have some form of spirit you know it, it's, it's been around it, it's this thing that we we conceptualize that we we hold dear that we like pour our belief and our our hope and our happiness and our anger and frustration into, you know, we like give it all of these things, uh, you know, such a, a big facet of our lives is, is surrounded and engulfed by it that like, 
you know, they're naturally so something should, you know, form there. And I guess the idea was to figure out, try and get in contact with whatever that is and see what we could see. The reason why we ended up only doing that one ritual was because we went in and something fell off. Something felt not right. And, you know, our third member almost directly after that was, he came in one day and he was like, look guys, I think I'm going to start taking a different approach to magic. I don't think I can do this anymore. And he bounced. And I don't blame him, but I, I wonder, you know, I wonder if that particular ritual had something to do with it because something. I don't know. I will say immediately following the ritual, I like, I was physically ill. Like it was so like straining on my body. Like I like was like physically sick in the bathroom afterwards. Yeah. Like, it was, it was a little intense. Yeah. A lot of energy mm -hmm. coming through each person, you know, that yeah. internet energy just siphoning down. Yeah. I do think that part of it, you know, I, I tell about my experience because I, I, I logged everything, every detail of it. And I, it's on the website under um, like a spoiler wall because I think um, for members that are going to do this this month, if you don't want like a preconceived notion of what this is going to be, don't read it. You know, just do it and then read it later and compare notes. And we'll just briefly say what we, the, the world that we tapped into was not organic at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it felt very, very synthetic. And I think that's why I, I, we got such weird physical feelings afterwards. I don't remember much about the first one. I just remember a couple of days later thinking about it and just something was felt strange. And then the second time we did it, a couple, oh, this was in like July. Yeah, I went back in, and uh, when I when I got out of that session, ritual session, whatever you want to call it, um, I just felt like ravenous, like I could have eaten the whole entire world. But yeah, there was definitely like a physical response to that. I I tried making contact, but it was like I like was hidden up against a wall that like second time round. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. Like there was like. I was getting like little bits and pieces, but it was like coming in like through like a filter, you know, like a like a screen had been put up and I just like wasn't getting past it, but I could like get little little tidbits of light coming through. Um and I, I didn't try it since since like it felt like, you know what, maybe maybe this is for the best right now. Maybe it's not my time to like to tap into whatever this is. Um I'm I'm excited to go at it again and see like what. Well, because of our experiences, and I, I kind of checked in with you before I posted this to the group, you know, like, do you think this is okay? I, I do want everyone to know, and I, I posted this, but I'm just going to reiterate. If you go in, don't treat it like this is some sort of entity that's you should ask anything for, or you should try to negotiate with, or anything like that. You know, like, this is something totally unknown that we've tapped into and I wouldn't I wouldn't trust it the idea is just sort of to like go in and figure out more about what's going on like what this thing is I think it's safe to ask questions yeah I think it's safe to like you said accept anything from it just because you know 
this is new territory we, we don't know what like what this thing's intentions might like might be you know we don't know what like strings might be attached to anything you might accept you know like it's it's the standard rule whenever you like go into anything that's like branding new like you know have your boundaries have them be firm and like just sort of you know test the waters first it's like a it's like a first date we're just like we're just asking questions here yeah, yeah absolutely and um i don't want to say that it's hostile but i didn't get super like cooperative vibes from it either and then also you know like, like i was saying earlier you know some things in magic work really well for some people and not well for others like some gods that other magicians I know leave regular offerings for they have a really good relationship with them and with those very same gods when I try to work with them I always feel like you know they kind of tell me to get bent sometimes <laughs> I think it's going to be the same thing like maybe it will favor some of us more than others yeah absolutely and I, I think the important thing for people to know going into this is like this isn't like a servitor or something that we created. This isn't like a God form that we like built. This is like something that we built a means to communicate with. So we don't like really know, like we don't really know what that is. We didn't put any of our intention into like making this thing. This thing was like already existing and chilling on its own. And we just kind of like <laughs> zoomed in was like, oh, hey, what's up? And I also think that it, because it's built of information and all of the stuff that we put like into the internet and all of our thoughts and all of the stuff that you were saying, you were talking about earlier, that means everything. That means all of the good shit and the bad shit and the ugly shit and everything that we put out there into this information world is in it. So it's probably extremely volatile. Yeah, results may vary. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm excited to see what other people, you know, experience with, with it. This, this is like semi-untested waters right now. Yeah. Yeah. Do a little divination about it first. Definitely put up some war wards. You talked about using augmented reality to create like a digital protection in a way. So you could do the LDRP in, with using this augmented reality. I think the app that I recommended was called Space for, for iOS. I, it is something different for Android users. Right. So light space is just, you can draw in virtual space and augmented reality in the room that you're in, in the physical space that you're in. Sort of like laying something over top of your reality using your phone in a digital space. Um, and there are just so many possibilities for that. I can't even begin. Like you could do the LBRP using that, like physically drawing the pentagrams all around you in the space that you're in. Um, or you could do any other kinds of protection spells or wards or sigils or anything that you can think of drawn over top of your reality. So I think that's a very cool concept and I would love it if you guys who are doing the Ghost in the Machine summoning this month, try to protect yourself in that digital space before going in, since we don't really know what the fuck we're dealing with, right? I was going to ask that too. What do you suggest as far as like 
warding or protections if getting into that. So glad you brought that up. Um, I created a audio, guided audio meditation. It's on our YouTube. This is the one that I use very often because it's easy. It's the orb of light protection. You can use LBRP obviously for literally anything. I just don't know that everyone in our group uses that or even knows how to and or works within that paradigm of magic. So it took me a long time to come around to using it, you know. I had hangups, but I'm kind of down with it now, you know. I really like it. I haven't had like a regular practice of using it in a while, but definitely I think is one of the best like cleansing and protections that you can use. Outside of that, if you are looking for something and you do not know what to use before going in for the spell, just go to the Orb of Light Protection. The link is up in um, week 12 and it's also on our YouTube. So here's the deal. We are, week 12, we are summoning Ghost in the Machine and sort of going into its space and figuring out what it is and what's there. I am also going to create another guided audio meditation. So what you want to do is, you know, set up your space, get all of your sigils ready, like we did in, in the original Red Web Society version of this, using Ellis and Op Intruder. If you're not familiar with those, I've linked everything. Just read it. <laughs> just read the story. And I actually need to read about Op Intruder because I just remember seeing it come up and I was just very happy to see it. You know, I kind of got like the intention of it and I was like, all right, this is cool. Because it was back when like chaos magic was going down some gnarly roads, you know, so I was glad to see something positive like that, you know. Op Intruder is very cool. He's an alien. And there was like a whole, yeah. what is it called? I posted it um, on the website. It was like, the operation agent manual, intruder agent manual or something like that. So it gives you like all of his sigils and kind of a breakdown of what each one does and a little bit of what he's about. He's a weird one and he's not part of like the main pantheon of DKMU egregores. He's one that was created later, kind of like Hexorius, you know. But we used him and Alice to assist us in going in to see Ghost in the Machine. It's funny because I before this uh, before this call I was looking through like my notes and stuff to try and find my my notes from from that night from you know the uh, the first time we did this and they are inexplicably gone from both my computer and my phone like I don't know where they went they're just like vanished and I try to look through like Telegram to see like the old like notes all that whole chain it's gone like it just vanished the whole red web society chain i don't have it anymore i wonder if i do i don't know i didn't look take take a look i mean maybe it just got deleted because it's been like it was an offering you know but like i don't know like i don't have any of the old things anymore so i don't quite remember like much from that night i remember like using uh binaural beats to sort of like get into like the head headspace um <clears throat> i had like the the whole like sigil thing posted up on my uh my computer background and it was something i won't say more than that it was it was something 
and then I got sick afterwards. Well, I just think after everybody does it, we can be a little bit more open about our previous experiences because I just don't want to like, I want it to be a true blind experiment where nobody has any preconceived notion of what this is. So um, we can really figure out what's going on. And, you know, when people come out of it, we'll just compare notes and see if we had similar experiences. Cause I know you and I did. Yeah, we'll, we'll see, you know, what uh, what happens to everybody else. Yeah, I mean, not, not look guys, <laughs> I'm not throwing you to the wolves or anything. It's a, tr a true experiment. I'm not, you're not sacrificial. <laughs> We're doing it too, you yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, if it was like truly fucking evil, I wouldn't I wouldn't have posted this. I wouldn't have put people in danger or anything like that. I've definitely like done some dangerous things before that I'm like, I will never I'm not gonna tell this to anybody because no no one should do this. Like <laughs> it was a mistake and um yeah. but I will put nobody else through this. This is not one of those things. Mm, yeah exactly yeah i've done some not so savory shit as well that i would not recommend but yeah so the summoning is going to be this sunday it's that is if you're watching this later it's going to be october 3rd um, with this that'll be fun yeah that'll be a fun oh, birthday event yeah that'll be cool i'm october 10th so. oh sweet so a week uh, following oh yeah, yeah. So we're gonna do it on the October third, Eastern Standard Time. I put, I think I put uh, five to seven p.m. or something like that. Essentially, I have a very early flight the next day, so I was trying to get it in like just after sundown, which is six p.m. here. There is gonna be a guided audio meditation. You will need to do your protection ritual on your own first, then put on the guided audio meditation, and that's gonna lead you through like summoning Ellis and op intruder creating sort of like a network between like in the theme of red web society a network between you and the other members of the group that are doing the same summoning you know i don't know if you remember even remember this then but you had written a whole like incantation kind of thing and can you say this iranian iranian barbaric yeah I think that's how it's pronounced i've only ever read it i've never heard it said out loud so i yeah. don't know yeah, it came for me. I've never heard it said out loud. So, you know, if we fuck that up, just forgive us. We're, I swear we're literate. <laughs> but yeah, so it's going to, I'm going to add that in there. I repeat the chant a few times in audio with some, some background music. I'm going to switch it up a little bit this time. I have been using this very typical kind of um, guided meditation background music for the ones that I created previously, because it's not so easy to find, you know, royalty-free <laughs> background music. So I just used what I could. This is gonna be different, my friends. This is gonna be like dark techno, fucking spooky weird shit with incantations to summon the ghost in the machine. I'm switching it up. Awesome. And then after that, you know, um, you're a little bit on your own, but I do want some people to try these methods that I talked about in week 11, like the spirit box, which I will also be on. The TV static method, if you just want to like, I say this all the time, not correct. If you just want to nose out to that. <laughs> 
So ideally, like we would have at least one person in each of these three and then everybody else can do it however they want. It really doesn't matter. But I'd like um, to know what happens using these three methods. So, I mean, I'll be on the spirit box. I'll be, uh, I'll try to, um, I'll try to see if I can record it. <laughs> that should be interesting. Because when you're doing it alone, you can't do the true method, right? It's not like somebody else is calling out questions. And we'll see what happens, I don't know. It sounds fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, the way that Din and I did it originally was just pure basic gnosis, no extra shit. You know, yeah, I mean, ultimately use, you know, use what works, works best for you. I mean, if you want mm. to try out something new, that's always great. Experimenting is in the spirit of, you know. Yeah. I mean, the way you're talking about it just keeps reminding me of like everything I used to read about Coronzon or whatever, you know, like yeah. that ghost in machine of just like all just, you know, it sounds almost like white noise, but on some weird other level you know last time so the second time that i went in um it's like a place that we went to right did you have the same experience the first time it was definitely like without giving too much info like you said it was like there was a, a, a place like a specific like space that like we were in um Second time, couldn't like, couldn't get there. So I only have vague memories of the first. Um, but interesting, I'm, I'm excited to see what, like, what other people describe as they, uh, as they go do this and experiment. Yeah, it should be really interesting. I, I'm very excited about this. So um, we did talk about Ghost of the Machine, which is the main thing that I wanted to talk about. We skipped over a week where I talked about digital cutups though. And which is fine, you know, uh, just to briefly touch on it now. So digital cutups was really just another William S. Burroughs method. He, I think he originally started it like cutting up bits of text and rearranging them to form a specific intent and impress it on the real world. Um, and then later he started doing this with like audio and video. I did post one of his audiovisual cutups in week 10. Ten. Oh, I made one. I made one um, for a friend Ian who was supposed to be here tonight, but we'll we'll catch him next time. Cutting up bits of um, video and audio together that sort of like make layers where one is like the baseline in a way. And I'll describe this the way that um, William Burroughs did it. He had this coffee shop that he lived across from and uh, he hated this fucking place. He was so bitter about it. Like he, I guess it was like a hipster coffee shop that it was like gentrifying his neighborhood or whatever. And he was over it. And he said he got food poisoning from there a couple of times and he wanted this place shut down. And so he did a cut up where it was a curse. And so for the baseline layer of it, he would go there and just record audio of this out, outside and inside the shop. And then impressed upon it, he would put like other sounds. I mean, there was some very weird specific stuff that he used, but I think I also heard that he did like car crashes and uh, just like 
you know, horrific shit. Like putting rusty nails in a jar. Yeah. Oh, just like it sounds like really bad stuff. Maybe even like you, I mean, theoretically, screens. anything screens, news reports of like bad things happening, businesses closing, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, uh, that's the basic premise. You can do this both in audio and video. And uh, he did get this place ended up closing. Yeah, I mean, like, you don't have to do it. Even if you want to do it in the text method, these days there's digital ways of doing it. There's a cut-up generator for text, and there are, like, 6,000 freaking apps for, you know, video mapping. I also used to do, um, like, a photo version of it. Like, how I made the, the ghost machine sigil was just taking a bunch of different photos and just, like, cutting them and, like, thrown together having different layers and sh shit like that yeah, yeah. when we were in that original group we did like picture ones that was the whole premise behind yeah. the spider pictures that we did with the ellis spider it was a digital setup before we close out because i know we've been on here a while and we have pretty much touched on yeah. all of the tech magic experiments that i did for this month but was there anything that either you guys wanted to add or um, like other methods of tech magic that you know of or, or use? We could go into like emoji spells and stuff like that, which like, you know, is kind of like just casting a sigil, you know, yeah. it's symbols, you know, that have certain meanings inscribed with a certain intention. Uh, we don't have the time to really delve into my arguments about why that's extremely valid. <laughs> Oh, I posted that on week 11. Yeah, I saw it. I was, I was like, yes, good. I, I also think that they're valid. Like, because in the way that the best way that I've heard somebody put this is they are like emojis are like modern day hieroglyphs mm -hmm. and they can be used in the same way. And I really don't see the fucking difference. There are more, I think there are more emojis than hi hieroglyphs. <laughs> don't diss this kind of stuff. This is pop magic, you know. And just because it's modern doesn't mean it's invalid. In fact, I think that kind of makes it a little bit cooler. Absolutely. Like you should be able to translate magic into your modern day world. Interesting, thinking about the undercurrents of just how magic, you know, manifests throughout different cultures and times and, you know, lifestyles. I mean, Dan is in New York and you're in Austin and I am not, I'm traveling right now, but I, I was in DC. Like we are people who live in urban environments who need, like not everybody is in a place where they can be totally in tune with nature all the time, like live off of the land and, you know, talk to forest spirits. You need urban magic too. You need city magic. You need stuff that works in whatever environment that you're living in. The Hexorius paradigm talks about this a bit in one in a really good article just as there are forest spirits there are city spirits too animism is not just for the trees and the clouds and the, the mountains it's also for the pavement and the things yeah. and the skyscrapers and the fucking gutters <laughs> you know yeah yeah all, yeah. all the lampposts and transformers and you know all the buzzing and popping i mean it is alive and electrical you know so yeah 100 percent. looks like we're almost out of time on this zoom so yeah yeah like i don't wrap it up here it was really nice talking to you guys um yes always yeah 
I really appreciate you joining me for this very first sort of trial version of the Gorilla Magic. We'll just call it a podcast. Um, yeah, and then uh, we will discuss more on the Discord, um, both before and after we start this week's experiment of summoning the Dope Spoon Machine. So for those that are listening, if you have not joined us yet and you would like to participate in this experiment, old ones, new ones, whatever, we're only on week 12, we got a whole ton of weeks to go, pop on in on the Discord, or if you want to do it on your own pace, you can even just follow us on the website. All the exercises are posted there weekly. Thank you so much, guys. All right. Everybody, good night. Bye. 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 Good night. Thanks for listening to the first episode of the Gorilla Magic Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and will continue to join us for more experiments, discussions, and all-around occult-related content. Check out our links in the description for more information. And as always, don't forget to stay strange and raise hell.